Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast. Okay, I'm going to do that again because you sighed. (laughs) (laughs) I need total silence. I need silence or Sam Kennison to prepare. Uh, Coming coming into that. That was ridiculous. Sorry. What's better than us actively distracting you while you're trying to do the intro (laughs) is you stopping the intro and calling us out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dundamip, then the people versus paper people Dundamip, then the people versus paper people Dundamip, then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, and the bass singer for the Do Re Migos, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, Cornell applicant. <laughs> and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I'm not strong. I'll go back to Jen. I hate Jen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> two oh, two yells from this episode. Iconic yells. That one and this one. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we'll get to that. (laughs) We'll get to that. Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we'll cover our main topic and then we'll go to uh, a a slightly longer listener-provided trivia. Uh, But first, uh, let's check check in on Edwin, who uh, is (laughs) in the middle of a move to L.A. Oh, he's 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 there now. He's in his new place talking to us. It's an empty room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of empty. There's there are a few things in here. Mm -hmm. I Um, don't see any. Those walls look paper thin. Uh, (laughs) Neighbor throws his wife into a wall. Uh, Okay. Um, Yeah, we're going to get this thing pimped out. Cable readiness, cathedral ceilings. Nice. No, Uh, but but uh, but yeah, no, I moved to uh, sunny Los Angeles just last week. Uh, So. I am uh, getting settled still. I'm up here in Highland Park. Uh, if, for those of, uh, listeners who might be in Los That's Angeles, a good scotch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been an adventure for sure. I uh, moved down here for work, and uh, so I've been I've been doing that as well. But um, it has been uh, it has been a process and an adventure getting going so far. You've been teasing for a bit. You haven't told me stories. Oh yeah, because yeah. You've, 
you've been like, man, I've had some things happen. I'm saving them for the pod. So what happened? What happened on your way to LA or in LA? Well, okay. So (laughs) the, the first thing that happened was, uh, I arrived, got the keys, you know, had to work part of the day. And then in the evening, I was going to go meet up with my uh, my cousins who live in the neighborhood. We were going to get dinner. And uh, the first thing I did was I immediately locked myself out. Like I locked myself out of the apartment. And this is compounded by the fact that the landlord, when he was like, he was like, I made a copy of the key, but the key's not really working. Like the copy that I made, like, I don't know. He's like, okay, for now, just take the the original. And oh, I'll make shit. a key. I'll make a copy another time. So, oh, uh, I, I, so I locked myself out. There's a there's a, a a lock on the door that it's like on the door handle, you know, so you can lock it and pull the door closed behind you and it'll lock. This is and night then, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like I've been there for like, yeah, okay. I've been oh, there for man. like less than 12 hours. Okay. And uh, <laughs> my car keys are on the same keychain, and um the building itself has a, there's like a, a front door to kind of get into the, like, it's like almost like a gate. Okay. And then there's yeah. a door to get into the building itself. And then there's a front door to my apartment. And so I, I, I find out that I lock my keys out and I start walking outside and I go out the door to the, like oh, the go God. into the building. I go out and then I go out the door to the gate and I've triple locked myself out. <laughs> like I keep locking myself out as I go further and further away. And the, the reason that I did that was because I thought that maybe I could get up. I'm like, um, I'm not, I'm like slightly off street level. So I think like, oh, I can get to my, uh, I can get to my balcony. Maybe the sliding door is open. And uh, one of my neighbors is coming down the stairs and I'm like, hey, hey, can you, can you open, open this door for me? Like I live here and like, I'm so flustered. I've never and, seen you. And, yeah, it's I know. Like, absolutely yes. not. I yeah, and she was so nice. She's like, "You just moved in." And I was like, T- "Like today," and she's like, "Okay, well, I'll let you in here." So she let me in the first door so I could try to get up to the balcony, and I do. I get all the way up there, and the sliding door is locked. Also, so oh my god, I'm so I just sit there and uh, I text the landlord finally, and he was like, "You realize that was my only key." <laughs> Yeah, that's the, like that's the key. <laughs> He's like, remember, I told you I didn't have another one. He's like, I'll look for another one, but I don't think I have one. Um, oh, man. So then uh, but then I, I was just standing on the uh, I, my cousins came to pick me up and, and I stayed with them. But I I called um, I called my sister and I was just talking to my sister on the phone for a while because I had time to kill. And uh, <laughs> that neighbor who let me in, she came back and she like waved up at me as if like, oh, you made it in. But no, I just I, been I, on the balcony <laughs> this whole time. Yeah, I've just been on the entire it got it got dark in between. Like, wow, <laughs> that was night one. That was night one. So you, but, uh, oh, you stayed the night, your cousins. I was like, OK, yeah. But just the sensation of like locking myself out, realizing I locked myself out, going outside to try to get to see if I could get up. And then just like triple locking myself out. Just compounding the problems. Such a great feeling on the first day. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Great start oh with the landlord. Gosh, great start is... with the neighbor. I hope I hope that story was worthwhile. I, I texted these guys and I was like, I have a funny story for next time I talk to you. <laughs> That's a story that like, that... because I know you well and I know that like, <laughs> A, you must have had a moment of just total freaking out. And then B... You had to do. You had to like wave down a neighbor you'd never met and have them let you yeah, in. It's like yeah. I know that can't be easy for you. 
And now you're in the big city too, which is so, yeah. like, I mean, if you were trying to break into your own the place in Portland, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's just so much shadier that, oh my gosh. Well, dude, but I'm, anyway, I'm glad anyway. you made it back in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a podcast about the office, not just about my move. It um, is, but, but, but it is Edwin's move. This episode of inspired, this podcast, yes. Inspired this episode, which today is about employee transfer, season five, episode six, written by Anthony Farrell, directed by David Rogers. Who's David Rogers? Well, he's an editor on The Office, and he's also <laughs> the guy who makes a cameo in Company Picnic, who's wearing expensive Ray Ban sunglasses, asshole. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, and this episode aired on October thirtieth, two thousand eight. It's it oh, is right. it's a it's a backdoor Halloween episode. That's Ooh. right. That's right. Yeah, that's our cold open for this. Is we got uh, we have Pam in New York uh, dressed as Charlie Chaplin, and if she takes her hat off, she's Hitler. <laughs> yep. Um, we, that, this is when only two so, men in history have have claimed to that little facial hair, but <laughs> an accessory is what really separates it. That's the most important thing. Didn't Michael Jordan have that? I was, yeah, I was gonna a little say, bit. Was gonna <laughs> yeah, but not <laughs> like it didn't have quite the jagged, narrow edge that that Chaplin yeah. and, and Hitler had. Uh, <laughs> um, didn't have the haircut. Mm-hmm. Also, Michael Jordan didn't wear the bowler hat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but so much happens in this Halloween cold open. I feel like we've talked about it before, probably on one of our Halloween episodes. Yes. But it's just like it is jam packed. Uh, you got uh, you got three different characters dressed as the Joker, mm-hmm. uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, um, including Creed and uh, Kevin and, and Kevin. They get it and Dwight. They really do get a whole Halloween episode into a cold open. They really do. Uh, you got uh, you got. Uh, 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 Mindy Kaling is Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City. Um, she can't walk in her high heels. I think that's an interesting uh, joke to make that Kelly doesn't know how to walk in high heels. Well, those are pretty extreme heels. I think it's like those particular. Those are yeah, yeah, that's heels. a good point. But she, it's okay because she has the support from Ryan, who is Gordon Gecko from the Gordon commercials. Gecko. Yes, <laughs> from the from the insurance commercials. Yeah. Yes. Uh. You also have Angela as the cat, Meredith as the cheerleader, Stanley as Andy the, as the creature kitten. from the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Jim is Dave. That's one. Of, that's a that's such an iconic drop. People talk about, or people have told us that when they see a drop in the show, they think about it, or when they see a drop in an episode of The Office, they think about it, hearing it on our show, oh, and that's yeah. how I feel about that one particular drop. <clears throat> we were looking for kitten. Yep. Yeah, I see it coming a mile. The way away. that he like walks away from it, and he's like, yeah, and the camera follows the him. Yeah, <laughs> sweet stoom, dude. Uh, there are two lines like that in the show: sweet stoom, dude, and clutch cream. Clutch cream I was run. just gonna say clutch cream that's, run, bro. That's the natural follow up for sure. Uh, I do love the way that, like, the fact that they can put all of the Halloween in just the cold open is really effective. That they don't have to do an entire Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, that they can kind of scratch the itch and like, you know, if the if the question is like, oh, it's Halloween, what is this sitcom going to do? Which is often the case. Uh, it, it is fun that they are able to knock it out in in just a cold open. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but then that's that's all we get for Halloween, and uh, and we move on to uh, the, the well, the main storyline for this episode is the employee transfer, which is that Holly Flax has been transferred back to Utica, and I'm doing Nashua, Nashua. there. Sorry, God, <laughs> Nashua, fine. But 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 here's the thing. Um, like Edward, bravo, Edward, bravo. Edward and I were like, right there. Right. <laughs> Thank you for Joshua. correcting me. But 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 here's the thing that that I was reading online that someone uh, pointed out very cleverly uh-huh. is that is that when Holly is introduced to the show back on Goodbye Toby, it's heavily implied that she's come from a different company. Like. Toby is teaching her how the is training her on how the company works. Mm. Number one, mm-hmm. and then and then Holly is telling Michael a story about why she left her previous company. But uh, ma- maybe she maybe Toby's just showing her where things are and how sure. things go in Scranton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Let's move but on. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but uh, then we've also got uh, Jim and Pam are having lunch with Jim's brothers in New York. Hate it. And and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should totally dog her about being an artist. Um, and then uh, and then we've got uh, Dwight and Andy um, fighting over uh, over Cornell. Dwight is trying to get on Andy's nerves by applying to Cornell. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty and he much succeeds sure. quite a bit. I really like the way that this episode balances all those storylines that they like, and that feels pretty clearly like ABC. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't feel like overstuffed in a way some of the later season episodes can just with all the plot lines. Um, uh, this is just this is just a really, uh, I think this is a very well balanced episode, especially with all the weight that comes with Michael and uh, Holly breaking up. Nathan Ford's arm looks pretty strong. <laughs> That's the whole drop. You know, <laughs> that'll, that'll come up whenever we talk football this season, I'm sure. That's good. That's good. Okay. okay. It's just any, any, the, sports, any sports talk. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the episode, uh, Andy is quizzing Dwight about presidents of Cornell. He's like, who is <laughs> the president? Did you look these up on Wikipedia? Because I did. They're real. Yeah, I did too. They are. <laughs> They're the real seventh and eighth presidents of Cornell. I, Neil Raymond Corson and James A. Perkins. I, exactly. I laughed so hard just looking at that list of names. And I was like, the way Dwight's just so ready is like. He's, yeah, and, and enthusiastic. Yeah, his hands are at his sides. And, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gets yeah. that right. Neil Raymond Corson. He totally gets it right. And Andy uh, says, mm-hmm. no, the seventh. And it's like, come on. Do you want to start with Dwight and Andy then and just keep going with this? Work our way up. Work yeah, our way up the storylines. Sure. I love the way that Dwight walks in with the Cornell sweater and like, good morning, everyone. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And he's like spinning around and like stretching and like. Yeah, yeah. Flexing <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. It's so interesting. Good morning, Phyllis. It's so funny. Andy gets so, it bothers him so much. It's like Dwight's <laughs> repping your school. Like, it's cool. And yeah. he hangs up Cornell stuff. It's like, sweet. Great. Like. You could, you know, add another, add another, other brother to the university, the alumni with you. And uh, no, he's just like, that's how much of his insecure identity is wrapped up in it's a school. His, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. I, <laughs> it, it is funny that like it, it, it really hits Andy and just all the it hits all the right buttons. 
And it, it kind of throws back to uh, Angry Andy from it's, season it's, three. It's pre anger management Andy is who is the yeah. buttons that are getting pushed because it's like, if he's not the Cornell acapella guy, then who is he? Nobody. And he knows mm-hmm. that. And he's so mm-hmm. protective of it. And <laughs> right away, he's just like not even chill with anything that Dwight's doing. Yeah, brilliant the, on Dwight's part. Yeah. I love the way that Dwight comes in and with his water bottle and says, someday we'll all sit in Comstock Hall yeah, and have Comstock a good laugh Hall. about all this. Cheers is Andy's coffee, and Andy pours the coffee out. Yeah. Which he just poured himself a fresh <laughs> cup of yeah. coffee. From, from a ceremonial just cheers. There are those scenes that happen in the kitchen where the characters have to be doing something with their hands. Sure. And it's funny that like it circles back to what Andy was doing with his hands. And that Dwight has like a sport water bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, it, it is interesting that Dwight is doing this because Andy and Angela are dating at the time. You get a hit. If you haven't been keeping up with the show to this point, there's really no indication that that's what's going on in this episode. Like, we see that Angela and Andy are both dressed as cats or kittens uh, in the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. But... um there's like and Angela shoots Dwight a look uh, when he first shows up in the Cornell uh, sweater. But um, it, it's really not uh, addressed at all. Angela isn't in this episode very much. Yeah, she doesn't have a talking head, Mm-mm. but she has a couple of reaction shots. Uh, mm-hmm. But but yeah, to your point, it's mostly just about Andy and Dwight, which I think really makes it a lot funnier. It keeps it lighter, don't you think? Yeah. Um, it, it keeps the tone a little bit sillier, especially um, like their confrontation doesn't seem that loaded, you know. Um, right. And then and then obviously it, it picks up when uh, Dwight or Andy becomes Dwight's interviewer and, and it picks up from there. I've watched this episode a few times to prep for this this episode, this recording. And the scene of Andy trying to confront Dwight out of the bathroom and running into Stanley made me laugh every <laughs> single time I saw it. <laughs> Yeah, like he's like the, yeah, the bathroom ambushes. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I, I it, the way that this thing ends with the two of them dragging the table back and forth and talking over each other is just a really perfect climax to this. And I can't I can only imagine that that must have taken so many takes to get through that. Where he's pulling the yeah, he's got the table, and your association yeah. with Cornell will end there. Yeah, it, it, the the way in Dwight's heroes that he that yes. he puts out in the interview. Yeah, that's actually what I've just I've just was looking up of like those three people. Uh, d- Jack Bauer. Did they all go to Cornell? Eli it's, Whitney. And Eli Whitney went to Cornell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did. I, I so I don't know if Dane Cook and Kiefer Sutherland and. Eli, was it like because, named three prominent graduates or something? And that was the answer. It's funny because we know that Dwight is a fan of Jack Bauer from 24. Mm-hmm. Um, because he mentions that he would be the perfect assistant regional manager or something like that. I, I can't remember. He talks about Jack Bauer another time. Oh, I see. Oh, oh yeah. This in is the, for his role model question. Show. I was thinking yeah. it, right, was a right. deep, it might have been a different question. I thought it was a funny like... Mm-hmm. I was I was trying to figure out. Wait, did all those guys go to Cornell? And it was some sort of yeah. yeah but 
Anyway, uh, upon <laughs> upon quick googling, it says that uh, Dane Cook went to Bunker Hill Community College. Ah, that track in uh, in Cambridge, I believe. That is where Robin <laughs> Williams's character teaches in Goodwill Hunting. If I'm not mistaken, wow. I'm going to call that right now. Uh, I never thought that I would be Googling Dan Cook alma mater, but <laughs> here we are. Here we are back in 06. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny because I, I, I feel like I can almost read that scene another way, which is that Andy is making up things mm. for, because I mean, we already know that he's like, you know, says, oh, who's the eighth president? And then he's like, incorrect. That is, you know, the, the seventh or president. The seventh James president. Perk- James yeah, yeah, Perkins. Yeah. Right. So, I was I've never been certain if Dwight actually said those people or Annie is just making things up because I don't know if Dwight knows who Dane Cook is. Um, I think he does. I think I think those are people that Dwight named. Yeah. Okay. He probably thought he was covering all of his bases. That's like a mm-hmm. yeah, a pop culture reference, Eli Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And of course all this all this sort of boils into this counter by Dwight where he's decided I will be critiquing interviewers which leads to this furious you know kind of note off between the two it's very silly it's very it's some good back and forth stuff this is reminiscent of when they're going back and forth you know playing country roads um back and forth in the duel i mean there's all sorts of uh moments where these two are in a similar situation it reminds me of when uh dwight buys andy's car yes Yes. Yes. (laughs) Quick back and forths. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. Havesies, holesies. They have a lot of these exchanges. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good pull. That's a good pull, my friend. Uh, But, uh, and it does a good job of complimenting the other storylines of this episode Pam and Jim, and then also Michael and Holly. Mm -hmm. And then the the way that this uh, resolves, or the last thing that we see of it, is in the tag when Andy comes in in overalls and to go casual with his new beat farm. Yeah. The way that Andy <laughs> says my new beat farm always, <laughs> always gets me. Yeah. Bernard farms. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love it. He's like, he tries to take a bite of the beat and he's like, you're supposed to cook, these, cook these, aren't you? Cornell. Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it too, that Angela rolls her eyes and shakes it. She's disappointed in him mm-hmm. <laughs> that he can't bite the beat. <laughs> can't bite the beat. He just can't. When it comes bite down the beat. to it, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I it it, do, it certainly does complement the other storylines, uh, which uh, we should uh, also move on to our Pam and Jim storyline. Uh, Jim, I do love how Jim uh, walks Michael out, and Michael's like, "Yeah, you can send everyone home a little early today," and he's like, "Yep." Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's going to New York to meet Pam and his brother from Philly and his brother from Jersey. And uh, and they're going to have lunch together. Um, This is uh, maybe I should get a a running list going. This is one of my least favorite sets. uh, Boston Boston and Jersey. I'm sorry. God damn it. Okay, but talk to me about the set. It is like just um, this restaurant has no identity except that all the lights are pink. All the (laughs) lights are magenta. And go back and watch it again. Yeah. And tell me that like, I I mean, like you. 
it looks like a terrible place to eat. <laughs> like this is this is it's really I would never weird. Notice, but you absolutely would notice yeah. this and be like, it is so red. It's like so red. It's really weird. Huh. I'll, I'll have um, to go back and, and look. Yeah, check they it really, out. They really like make a huge bar that Pam stands in front of. Yeah, it's it's a really bizarre set, and I can't really tell if it's uh if it's something that they built or it's a location that they had to augment. Um, it, it's got all these weird like slatted panels everywhere, mm. and it's just like it, it's got no identity. It's just it, it's except red. It's just red everywhere, and there's red lights shining on their faces, and it's weird. Go back you and think- watch it, and. It makes me feel really uneasy, which I wonder if that was part of the intent. I don't know. That's like, what 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 like what role would be in charge of creating that set? I mean, it's a lighting. Does I mean it, it? A lighting thing. It's a lighting thing, but I, I just don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it, I mean maybe it was that they had to shoot in a space and they had to make it work, and this was something that they came up with. It, I. I, I don't really get it. It's I think I think if the lighting is red and that's the only thing, then they must be a Cornell alum. That must be the only <laughs> possible go. Yeah. solution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't I don't know. Go back and, and watch it and tell me tell me if you if you have any idea why they did that. Because it's it's very odd. Um but but like I said, it does make you feel kind of uneasy. Maybe that's part of it that this is supposed to be this really awkward lunch because um Jim's brothers are going to prank Pam uh, by making fun of her being an artist. Um, Yeah, great prank, guys. (laughs) It's just, it's it's nothing. It's like, what? Yeah. What's the joke again? Yeah, when they, so strange. When they pull the, when they pull the reveal, when they, ah, we got you. you. It's like, oh, you were, the joke was you're pretending to be an asshole. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is a this whole thing is really weird. It's so I don't bizarre. like I don't I don't know what I think of it cuz the the way it ends too with with Jim getting the text that says Pam cool, welcome to the family, which is like who cares? Pam cool. If, yeah. If she hadn't got along with the prank, what would they what would they have said, you know? Right. Right. And I don't understand too if they really think it's funny. I think that they do. I think they genuinely do think it's funny. Uh but it's it's not funny at all. So that's what it's just it, it, it's very odd. It feels I it it feels like it's just like it kind of badly written. Like the yeah. the point of the scene is to make sure that that uh, it's like an awkward moment between Pam as she's trying to ingratiate herself with Jim's family, his her, his brothers that are kind of like him, but really, really not. Yeah. And the but the actual substance of like what the lines are just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. Like, why would why would they they, they came to that? so quickly because Jim hates it when they make fun of his girlfriends. It doesn't, it just doesn't make yeah. sense. Most it's, of it. It's really yeah. childish. It's like, maybe they did this when they were in high school or like college and whatever, but like there, there is no joke. And like to, to go for that over Pam's idea, which could actually be a really good prank in the way that a prank actually works, which is like pretending that she lost her ring in her ceramics class and having them go along with it. And like that, that could be funnier. Because Jim probably spent a lot of money on that ring. 
Um, it kind of feels like the whole point of that scene was to get Jim out of the office so that Dwight and Andy could go at it and mm. to make a scene where you could have Jim's relatives look into the camera. That seems like the two functions of that scene, right. really. Yeah. Because um, we only ever see That's Pete right. and Tom in, at, in Niagara. We don't ever see them in any other moment, do we? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh-uh. A little mo cardio. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, yes, yeah. Um, uh, no, I, you're, and you're right too. That it, I didn't notice this um, until uh, again reading about this episode. Somebody pointed it out, but uh, they do. They look into the camera. The brothers do, like yeah, yeah. you know, just like just like Jim does. But uh, again, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing's just weird. Yeah, agreed. It's just, it's just kind of a weird scene. It's it's um, not it's not really funny. It's also not cringy in the way that's satisfying. It's just cringy in the, the way the stakes that, are low. Yeah, it's really bad and just I don't know. It, like, it's we weak. Don't, I will say it's a weak scene. I will I will say that yeah, I, overall yes, I agree. And but I will say that we've had the we we've rewatched the show how many times as I'm sure our listeners have. We've seen this episode many many times now. I, I feel like the novelty of watching that episode, watching the scene for the first time would be pretty, pretty funny to watch um, Cam try to adjust to Jim and bro- J- uh, to Jim's brothers on the fly mm. to having Jim have brothers at all that also look at mm. the camera. That is probably a lot more charming the very first time you see it. You know, there's like a lot of novelty there. But upon however many times rewatching the episode, yeah, the scene doesn't hold up, I don't think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then also I, not, think, I don't think they're great. They're not the best actors. A little bit. I, they're a little stiff. Wow. They're just a little, <laughs> little stiff. That's all. You, did you know one of the, one of the brothers? I think it's the one with hair. His name is Tug Coker. Tug Coker. Yeah. I looked that up. It's wow. <laughs> he's like, it's like he's, he must be exactly like he is in the show in real life with a name like Tug Coker. Yeah. Tug. Tug Coker. Um, what's Tug? How do you get through? How do you get through okay. grade school with a name like Tug Coker? <laughs> uh, but I, unless you guys have any other thoughts on on this, that, that weird little uh, storyline for this episode, I think no, let's we should keep moving. Move on to the meat of it, which is uh, which is Holly and Michael and Daryl. Uh, driving and Daryl, um, we can't forget Daryl. Yes, it, it, huge what, role. what must be oddly enough, this day is longer than real days on Earth because <laughs> they're driving seven hours. Like a drive that only takes four and, and a half mo- in real life, by the way. Oh, really? I hopped uh, onto a little thing called Google Maps. Well, well, well. And let me tell yeah, you, they say it takes. Not that Seven hours. Did you did you try it at rush hour? I didn't try it at rush hour. Hmm. Although that's a lot of time to add on. Yeah, three hours. Yes, but it, but yeah, they drive seven hours and then move all her stuff into the house, and they make a pit stop to just look outside. At, yeah, to just walk <laughs> around the woods and look for a looking hotel, for a bed and breakfast. Which is again, on that route, there's a little cute little town exactly in the middle between Nashua and Scranton that has plenty of bed and breakfasts and hotels 
in a small river and it's yeah. like perfect setting there's absolutely a place but like they just pull over at some random exit and look in the forest that's so weird exactly it's, halfway yeah. daryl's doing an unsafe amount of driving yeah in this day Agreed. okay mm-hmm. folks don't but you know he's not letting he's not straight. letting michael get those keys <laughs> no no definitely not but they start with the two of them michael and holly excited for the drive excited for the future not planning on breaking up. They haven't had this conversation. True. Right. They started once and they it had ended with a jinx. Right. And yep. then, and here we are with Michael's box full of string full of cat for cat's cradle, a CD <laughs> that he burned, the little finger puppets. puppets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we, 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 it all, it all falls apart uh, during, during this drive. So we get to watch it all happen. And the fact that you have Daryl there is such a great comedic factor because he's it's the just, best. He's the witness and he can't escape. And he's also the person who has to do all the moving when they get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's an extra dolly in the truck, Mike. You could take more than just a lamp. <laughs> Michael is like carrying one lamp and looking longingly at Holly. Uh, they so they managed to get a lot out of this out of this uh, this main storyline. Just the three of them sitting together in the car and the way that Holly like sort of realizes that it's not going to work. Um, yeah. And then you wonder how much of that is driven home by the things that Michael says and does while while it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and you have the recurring <laughs> beat. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he wakes up from his nightmare. It started so loud. Yeah. It started so <laughs> loud. Yeah. I know. It's so loud uh, and it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> the You've got life as a highway as this repeating sort of theme and how excited they are the first time they hear it and then later when michael is fourth time's a charm and then yeah when he just turns it off yeah yeah and daryl sings along the first time yeah Mm -hmm. and by the end he's you know calling his friend just to not have to be in that space with those two i always thought that was kelly i know you i know i remember you saying that before and i was looking for it this time but i don't i i don't know if it's specific who he's calling but i i I love the idea that it's kelly (laughs) i love the idea that it's kelly yeah he doesn't say who it is but that's who he's dating at the time and i always like that like if if uh you know kelly is talking so much that's like one of her characteristics that he calls and is like i just need you to talk to me please call me back (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of hard to hear what he's saying because I think Michael and Holly are yelling over him, but he says something about babysitting. So maybe it is. Maybe it is Kelly. Yeah. The, so it says, uh, hey, what's up? I just thought I'd try you. I was thinking about that story where you ran into the girl you used to babysit. <laughs> OK, yeah, that does sound like Kelly. That sounds like Kelly. Um, <laughs> well, this is, well, this is right as Michael is falling apart. Michael. You know what? I think we're a great couple. We're a classic couple. We're like Romeo and Juliet. I think we go together. We're like peanut butter or jelly, don't you think? And and then Holly says, I do. I think so. And then Michael just said, please, please he's, don't do this. Dude, He's it's his Hail yeah. Mary, man. He is holding yeah. on to threads in this moment. It's kind of heartbreaking to watch. And it's like, I know. I know. It's happening while Daryl's doing the thing with the phone. But it's like, I, I feel so bad for Michael in that moment. Like he's he's being so real. And then the self-awareness to say, I'll go back to Jan and I hate Jan. And he's right. He would. He's totally right. <laughs> he, w- he would and he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I... Uh, 
I, yeah, this is a great storyline. I, I, I think that um, it's it's done so. Yeah, this kind of descent into 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 uh, their breakup. Uh, which again, like you were saying, the, the, the repeating of the life is a highway song and just like every time them losing steam on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then again, man, I mean, it's just like Amy Ryan and Steve Carell just have this incredible chemistry. And I mean, she does such an amazing job. I was just watching this episode again and how it's like, how the cameras are so weird in the in the car they have, like, they have to do all this while they're just sitting there all this acting and like all ab- this emotion and relationship they're conveying apparently this was a really difficult uh, th- those scenes were really difficult to get through because uh, they were i mean constantly just cracking each other oh, up yeah. and they're all like they're physically pushed yeah. up against each yeah. other mm-hmm. and <laughs> there's um, a blooper there's a blooper where they're watching something on like a portable DVD player. And I think what's supposed to happen is Daryl is supposed to take a hard turn and the DVD player is supposed to fly out the window. Oh, yeah. And they're like, Michael and Holly are like laughing really hard or whatever the scene is. And then they can't get it to go. And Steve Carell says, we're never going to get this. <laughs> <laughs> Little peek into the day. Yeah. yeah. The best part about yeah. bloopers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then Michael, you know, he, Michael trying to make the best of it, but also where he talks about Holly's being very real. She says, at best, you roll in by midnight if you leave Friday at 5. Mm-hmm. And then sleep in Saturday. Then we have less than 24 hours until you have to go back. And Michael's, I will talk to you on Bluetooth the entire time. Everything that I see. How long can we keep that up? Years. <laughs> Just years. <laughs> He's ready. <Yeah>. Maybe <laughs> I'll see an accident one day. <laughs> I mean, seven hours like, is a oh really long God. drive. That's like not, that's no joke, even though it's not actually Way that too long, long, but uh, for, for their purposes. I mean, that is like, if you each you can drive each across drive Oregon in less time, if you had each had to drive three and a half hours, like to see it's, that's, that's pushing the limit for me. Like, I don't know if I, I feel like I could you maybe do it if it's like, oh, in two hours I could see you, but three and a half, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how often I'm going to see you later that. building. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> 90 minutes too see you later building yeah okay bye (laughs) (laughs) uh, and then michael pulls a a very 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 michael move which is uh here's my wish i just want i want you to meet a great guy (laughs) and i want you to be happy my wish has come true incidentally because you met me and you are happy (laughs) daryl clever mike (laughs) I uh, another great uh, exchange between Michael so and Holly cheap. is like he's dated he's he's like I've dated like four people and she's like I've dated four guys in the last year too and he, he's like what no like, like four <laughs> women in like the last ten years she's like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy and then just by the end when when. Uh, Michael and Holly have kind of come to this conclusion and Daryl's the last to move all of the things. <laughs> I know. That's like at the end of this is this move. It's crazy. Yeah. And the, like they're having this like very prolonged goodbye where Michael kind of says, I think I'm going to go back with Daryl. They have one last embrace. And Holly watches as, as they, as they leave. And, and Michael <laughs> says, uh, Michael, uh, like uh, Daryl is going to give him his bag. He says, "Why don't you? Uh, you can just put this in the truck and go right back with you. But you want me to put it in the truck, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One last thing for Daryl. Yeah. Do. 
<laughs> or of course, uh, it wraps with them singing the blues. Of course. Na 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 na. This is. I was just watching the episode with Ryan, and she pointed this out. But this is a perfect example of a of a heartwarming moment um, that I love uh, because oh. you got one. <laughs> oh, I just like it. I mean, in a way. In a way, this episode is a bit of a shit sandwich, right? And I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with that expression, but if you're going to give somebody bad news, right, you make it a shit sandwich. You say something good, then you give them the bad news, then you finish it with something good. And it's like the the um, the bad news of this episode is so is so bad. It's sad. It, I mean, Holly and Michael are breaking up. They seem to both want to be with each other. And yet the circumstances don't allow it. And I think everybody can relate to that in some way or another. And it's heartbreaking. Um, but I think it's, I mean, I, I think it's really beautiful when it's just like, but the, the, the good thing at the end is so small. Like it's mm. not that Michael finds another love or that, you know, um, uh, or that he decides that, you know, he, he like doesn't need her or something like that. It's just that it's just Michael and Daryl sharing a moment. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be some big lesson where, you know, like, you know, Michael realizes that, you know, he doesn't he doesn't need Holly or something like that. It's it's just a moment where Daryl uh helps michael not feel so alone and that's it it's a small moment that's big for michael and for yeah. the show and it, it just it pushes michael off in the current of like of a hopeful direction at least because mm -hmm. despondent like michael with at the end of this episode crying in the car on the way home would be very dark yeah and it's already very dark already outside very dark. they have it's, another seven hours back it's yeah i know they uh it's crazy it, it it is a little bit like a flower in the pavement, you know. Um, and mm -hmm. in that way, it's very it's very classic office. It's very early office um, to have like, and, and maybe it's not as hopeful as some of those episodes kind of are, but um, and but but it is it is a nice little turn at the end mm -hmm. to kind of save uh, save the moment. Um, if it if it were Parks and Rec, Daryl would have given a whole monologue to Michael about <laughs> you, I, and, like I mean like am I like you know that's no, how. I, like that's how that show goes like so much of the time it's just like oh my god like you don't need to beat us over the head with it i get it like uh it, and this is just such i mean it's almost like it, it it's almost like how do you even write that bit you know <laughs> like, well and, and and not only does daryl not lecture he he kind of tries to get mike to kind of make fun of himself a little bit again mm -hmm. and Michael doesn't even understand the exercise or the, the, you know, what he, the call and response, what he's supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really pretty song. Um, and the way Steve Carell like plays that scene, he's crying, but the way he cracks a smile for just a moment, like that, that, that it's, it's really, really, yeah. The voice breaking. Ah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, overall, I mean, that's basically everything that happened. Any other moments that, uh, that you guys, Favorite moments from this episode? Funny moments? Just Dwight talking about which acapella group he should join. Ah, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. That was the last little thing for from Andy's glory days that he really, the really... The Harmoniacs. Has to 
Or the Doe Ray Migos. Shout out to Migos. Just twisting, twisting the screw just one last time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a great little <laughs> Kelly moment, this one. Inappropriate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a good, good drop to keep in the back pocket sometime. Yeah. Uh, Phyllis saying, I'm right here, you know. I meant that as a compliment to you, Phyllis, as well as a slight to yeah. Andy. The moments <laughs> nice. where Phyllis just kind of like makes those com- those comments and Dwight just fires right back. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I have ears, Dwight. Oh, do you, Phyllis, like we all do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. It, I just It's a pleasant moment for me just watching Oscar dress as Uncle Sam go, whoa. Awesome. <laughs> just, like, he's, he's so, and then he's so, and then immediately horrified. He's so genuinely, <laughs> genuinely impressed by Creed. Like, whoa, that's really, awesome. <laughs> that is a great moment. That's true. True admiration from Oscar. That's really funny. That's pretty, I mean, it's really incredible. <laughs> it's quite a moment. <laughs> oh, uh, for future episodes if we get to a like a heartwarming moment that sean likes can we play a particular drop i'm thinking of when andy is playing the air horn when dwight makes a sale to beat the computer <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah although you know what maybe i do this too much because like i've called for all these different sounds when sean says or does <laughs> we, we had a we had a listener challenge me to make a whole super cut of tons of different character sounds, put them all together, which I didn't think it'd be fun to do a whole sound trivia episode or oh, something yeah, where wow. it's just like name the, but I I'm signing myself for signing myself up for so much work that I don't want to do to yeah. do that. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I might just pick away at that and eventually do it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, well, there you have it. Employee transfer. A great episode. Is it? Had a great time it's an talking okay. about it. I thought it was an oak. I, I watched it again at the end. I went, "That's eh, not not one of the best episodes." It's it's okay. That, I like this the, one a lot. I like yeah. this one a lot. I just like <laughs> I okay. like that it's just kind of a slice of season five. I love how awkward that car ride is. Oh, yes. Very awkward. Um, the and then um, you know uh, we were talking about how that heartwarming moment is is very early office. Mm-hmm. The fact that you have a very silly tag right after with Andy and Dwight is very late office. Yeah, that's so true. It, it, it's, it's just kind of well balanced. I, I really like it. But then again, what do you what do you know? I really like that particular episode. What do you know? Is, <laughs> I mean, for me, it's just this goes to show how much dead weight the Jim's brothers are. It, it's like mm. the rest of the episode is actually good. It's just that is so much dead weight that it, for me, it brings the whole episode down. It's just like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Agreed. Yeah, they got two out of three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, th- and there you have it. Uh, employee transfer. Two out of three stars. All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on. We're going straight to trivia. Ah, but before we do, a quick break to hear from a sponsor. Find yourself ordering with DoorDash more than twice per month. In that case, let's talk about getting you signed up for DashPass, the easiest way to save money on what you're already eating. DashPass is a membership that offers unlimited $0 delivery fees from thousands of restaurants, grocery stores, and convenience stores. With your membership, you can save an average of $4 to $5 on each order you place for delivery or pickup. That means, on average, DashPass pays for itself when you order twice a month. With over 18,000 restaurants eligible for DashPass, you may even find a new favorite restaurant. Flowers, pet supplies, pretzel day toppings, groceries, leads you stole from Staples. DoorDash has so much more than just restaurants. 
Whatever you're using DoorDash for, additional savings await you with unlimited $0 delivery fees with Dash Pass. Try a free month of Dash Pass now and watch your savings add up. Start or stop your membership anytime after your free trial ends. If you're ready to save money on your DoorDash orders, DoorDash is offering a free month for Dash Pass right now. Stop spending money on delivery fees. Try Dash Pass from DoorDash today for free. When you've got zero delivery fees, you're free to get more because you can. Start your free month today. There's big news from our favorite home security company, Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that US News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you could want and need to keep help keep you and your family safe. Just imagine if Knights of the Night had this when they were searching for the Grand Strain. <laughs> Their new outdoor wireless security camera has an ultra-wide 140-degree field of view, so you can keep watch over your entire yard. It has 1080p HD resolution with an 8x zoom. That means you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces or license plates uh, to capture critical evidence. Uh, it has a built-in spotlight with color night vision, so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. Super simple to set up, and it usually takes just minutes. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com/scott. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring services free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com/scott. Now that was a great break. <laughs> ah, what a break. Love those sponsors. What a break it was. Yeah. <laughs> Great products. Go ahead, Sean. Get us into trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. All right. Uh, today's trivia comes to us from Bill. Bill says, hey, guys, Bill. I've been listening since last summer, which you all really helped me get through. Really helped. Uh, I've always thought about creating trivia questions and finally decided to submit one. I'm not a Scots tot, but I'm a very low-paid, non-unionized teacher <laughs> who can't wait until the day comes when using Zoom is not a thing. Ah, oh, amen. So I hope amen. that counts for something in terms of supporting education. Uh, anyway, since Dunder Mifflin, this is Pam, <laughs> both begins and ends, not literally, but in a way, our beloved series. Uh, oh, the line, uh, Dunder Mifflin, this is Pam. Mm -hmm. uh, I decided to make a trivia with a phone call theme. Ooh. All right. I hope you enjoy it. Interesting. And that it can make it on the podcast. You did. Okay. Uh, it goes from <laughs> easy to hard. It gets harder the longer it goes. That's, That's what, what she, she said. said. Of course. There you go. All right. Thanks, Bill. All right. Here we go. Yes. Question number one. What is the pseudonym for the man who called corporate to say he had David Wallace's son in the trunk of his car? Michael Scotch. Mr. Scotch. That's correct. Correct. Makes me think of your old house, Sean. <laughs> Mount Scotch. Uh, uh, question two. In the phone call that Kevin finally got transferred to Andy, what news did Andy receive? Oh, his maid died. Yeah, my maid, maid died. died. Correct. You are killing the Nard Dog. Season four, episode one. Fun run. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Michael calls <laughs> Ryan to died. let him know. <laughs> nice. Michael calls Ryan to let him know he hit Meredith with his car. Ryan says, I don't think you understand how double jeopardy works. What is Michael's res response? What is... Oh, sorry. Everyone was fine. 
Double Jeopardy? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, totally serious. Oh, yeah. What? I think you're right. What is we're fine? I, I don't know. I That that one might be... Yeah, that's what he says. You might be right on that one. He answers in the form of a question. That's yeah, what, what it is. is. Yes, correct. Uh... What three adjectives does William M. Butlicker use to describe Dwight? Definitely uh, difficult. Definitely difficult. Yep. Um, is he angry? He is combative. I don't know. Aggressive. Uh, yeah. Uh, aggressive. Yes, you uh, got yeah. it. All right. What's the last one? Aggress- it's aggressive thing and definitely Blank difficult. And definitely yeah. difficult. Yeah. And hostile. 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 My mind immediately goes to smudge and arrogant. Yeah. (laughs) There's the smudge. How does does Michael get David Wallace to call him back after he discovers that Toby has returned? Is that the 911 Uh, call me? (laughs) Michael, you texted me 911 (laughs) call me. (laughs) Now everyone calls me back because they think that something horrible has Uh... happened. (laughs) Uh... Uh, in chair model, who does Michael call to ask out on a date? Wendy. Wendy, hot and juicy redhead. Hot and juicy redhead <laughs> Wendy. Yes, that's correct. It's ready now. <laughs> we'll put it aside. Dude, this is a Wendy's restaurant. <laughs> uh, same call, which employee gives Michael the number for Wendy? Kevin. That's same right. call. When Jan calls Michael to accept his invitation to Casino Night, what is the name of the charity that Michael says they are donating the proceeds to? Oh. We, he he doesn't say... It's not an organization, right? It's just a thing. Yeah, it's I, like, think, it's, I think she's like, what's the name of the charity you're donating to? Mm-hmm. Doesn't he just... And he just he says, says, like, it, it's... Uh, AIDS. Cancer? AIDS. Oh, okay. He just says, yeah, okay. He just says AIDS. Okay. Season six, uh, Secret Santa. When Michael is dressed as Jesus and on the phone with David Wallace, what two (laughs) abilities does he say Jesus has? The power of flight, the ability to cure leopards. leopards. (laughs) Yes, heal leopards. (laughs) The power of flight. David, guess why I'm sitting here dressed up as... I'm not going to guess. <laughs> you are going to tell me or I'm going to hang up. <laughs> Man, David Wallace's patience yes. is really running out by that point. What say we do? What say we do? Oh, yeah, yeah, finish up, finish up. God, I, God that's, that's, that's a drop that I always say I'm going to get and I never think to do because it's so quick. <laughs> What company is Dwight talking to on the phone when he says this? Of course martial arts training is relevant. Uh, excuse me, I know about a billion Asians who would beg to differ. Uh, yeah, I get a little frustrated when I'm dealing with incompetence. Well, you know what? You can go to hell too, and I'll see you there burning. They'll call me back about the job offer? <laughs> Do you it's know in, what the company is? It's in Halloween season two, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cumberland Mills? What? How do you know that? (laughs) How are you surprised, Sean? What is is that a real company? I've never heard of that. That's just what they do when uh, it's it's in that episode. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right. Crazy talk. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, when Michael gets Ryan's cell phone number, he is incessantly calls Ryan's phone. Name mm. at least four of the people Michael pretends to be. Mike Tyson. Yes. Ryan, this is your girlfriend. girlfriend. And I'm, I'm mad. mad. <laughs> yes, uh, that's uh, the Michael Jackson too. calling from yeah. Wonderland. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Shrek, I'm a doggy Shrek. I'm a doggy Shrek. <laughs> Is that really one of them? I, I think I that know. I actually think that one is a later episode. Yeah, okay. you're right. Yeah. Um, Mike Tyson, your girlfriend. Uh, Michael uh, Jackson. I'll, I'll give you the last two here. Tito Jackson, who I'm not. I'm, I'm one of the Jacksons. Not, what, yeah, yeah, and then Jackson, uh, Saddam Hussein. Oh, Saddam. Okay. Uh, okay, in remember, Nelly's yeah. in Nelly's radio interview. Uh, in Nelly's radio interview prank on Dwight, what do they say is happening in Greenwich, Connecticut as a result of the Dunder <laughs> Mifflin stock price plummeting? David Wallace has surrounded the David house. David Wallace has taken a hostage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taken a mailman hostage. A mailman. Police okay. have surrounded his house. What say we do? <laughs> Dwight, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to not call me on my cell again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't send me those notes. I am gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. There's a few more questions. Oh boy! Here. All right. Um, so uh, this is a, this is a, a, a great trivia from from Bill. Thanks, man. Okay, yeah, one dollar bill right here. <laughs> when Dwight and Jim prank Todd Packer into moving to Florida, where does Dwight say Packer should go after visiting Joe Bennett? Harry Potter Harry, world. Yeah. Check it out and have a free butterbeer on us. <laughs> <laughs> you go down that Harry Potter world. Dwight is a big Harry Potter fan. Of course. It's yeah. hinted at several times. Of course. Uh, and if I get season... bored, Harry Potter the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> In season two, Halloween, Michael talks to Jan's assistant and asks her who, she, who he should fire. What is the name of the woman he is talking to? And that he also wishes he could fire. Stephanie. Cheryl? Sh oh. Sherry? Sherry, Sherry? yes, oh. that's right. I would I would call that a team fire effort. Fire Cheryl. Sherry. Oh. <laughs> All right. Still here. <laughs> uh, when Michael discovers the PA function on the phone, mm. who does he pretend to be in his messages to the staff? And can you name all five? Whoa. Uh, oh, wow. All five. Uh, well, he pretends to be an announcer at Six Foot Six from the University yeah. of North Carolina. Yeah, a, a, a basketball announcer, yes. Mm. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking or your captain speaking. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Flying two stories high. Doesn't he do like He'll a... Flying over Vance Refrigeration. He does a, pr to a principal's office, right? Like Toby... Oh, yeah. yeah you've wet the Toby bed again. The... Yeah, yes. okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, we, do we count the one where he's on the phone with his doctor talking about a mole? Is that <laughs> one of them? Or no? I, that's not over one the of them. That's not one of them, but that is something he does over the PA. Okay. That's not really a person he's pretending to sure. be. Sure. You got two more, though. Man, I don't know if I can think of the other two. Are you going to give so, us clues or Okay, no? one, one of them, one of them is just cuts a, his cord. Uh, yes, uh, I think that's, uh, yes, that's when he's pretending to be a fast, he just says, would you like fries with that? He's just a fast <laughs> okay. food worker. And okay. then, and then the ghost of salesman passed. He says, oh. do not come near me. Oh. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Good one, Mike. You guys, there is, Clever, an, Mike. 
there is an impossible bonus question. Oh, that's boy. how it's that's how it's uh, labeled here. While Jim and Pam are on their honeymoon, Kevin goes into Jim's office to fart. Uh, and Bill writes, when I used to work in corporate America, I actually used to do this whenever my boss was away. Wow. <laughs> you got to you got to find a, a safe place to fire. Sure. Um, Kevin eventually moves into Jim's office much better than his own home and is called by the credit card company to verify Jim's identity. They ask for the last four digits of Jim's social what are oh, they? Oh, <laughs> it's an impossible. I don't want to know this question. One, you know, like yeah, no, that'd be crazy. Six nine uh, zero five. That's my. Oh guess. wow, you got Two, uh, eight, you got one, six seven. <laughs> oh, okay. Six six five zero, and uh, and Bill says he remembers this because it's similar to his last four digits <laughs> on his social security number. Broadcast that. Uh, out. Yeah, there you go. Um, hey, Bill, thank you so much, man. Yeah, this thank is you, like Bill. You worked hard on this, so thank you very much. Much appreciated. Uh, if you want to awesome. send us a great trivia, uh, email us at mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. Also, you can call us up and leave us a message. Mm-hmm. Our number is 503-694-9314. We love to play the voicemails on the show. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com, and we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. Join us, become a Scott's Tot. It's five bucks a month. Uh, you get a bonus mailbag episode every month. You also get to listen to all the old bonus mailbag episodes that we've already put out. You get uh, ad-free uh, episodes. I think that's. I think we've got that all figured out yeah, yeah. now. We've, I, I, think yeah I've, nice. I think I've replaced them all now going back uh 20 nice. or so episodes maybe more but ongoing episodes will all be ad free and eventually i do the, i'll do the vault i just like when i post them yeah, it yeah, just spams people's it. feed with a ton of episodes when i repost them so okay. i'm just i'll get there uh, in pieces but but yes heck yeah heck yeah um so yeah uh uh support the show we we, we donate to the third good marshall college fund um uh, but thank special thanks to all our, our Patreon members. Uh, we love you guys so much. We have such a fun time doing the mailbag episodes with y'all. Uh, we just put one out uh, last week, and we're gonna and... be and we'll be a little bit earlier next month. With our <laughs> yes, the, the one the one from uh, from this past weekend is really uh, we had a lot of fun with it. We, we spent a lot yeah. of time early on on the question about we started talking <laughs> about top five. Uh, mockumentaries, mockumentaries. Just, yeah, I ended up talking TV and and movies for quite a while. So it's come great. Hang out with it's us. a great fun way to hang out. Um, we do our best to answer all the questions we get on there. So come hang out with us. Uh, so special thanks to our our, our Scott's Todd. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who designs all of our artwork. Uh, this episode was recorded over video chat between Portland and LA. I, I guess I'm going to have to change so. that line. That's a little clunky. I know. Now. I know. <laughs> we're going to have to, yeah, even better. We're going to have to find another, uh, another uh, trailer in a parking mm-hmm. lot. I'll uh, open signal from back in the yeah, day. Right. Yeah. Um, but Hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us for hanging out, uh, for living, letting us just talk about the office and telling random stories uh, about me locking myself out. Uh, it's always fun to interact with everybody. And uh, we truly, truly appreciate uh, you guys listening. It helps. It makes doing the show a joy and uh really really energizes us every time we do so thank you really and truly uh from the bottom of our hearts take care stay safe we'll see you next week Pippity poppy give me this up yes, yes sir, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.